minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's The Daily Talk Show, episode 164 or 63. What did we decide it was? 163. 163. You know what? This feels like 164 because uh, this is part two of this episode because we gave it a a good crack at 6am Australian time, but the um, connection wasn't great enough. And and now we're rendezvousing another six hours, seven hours later. So what's going on? It's not even part two. It's not not part two because they'll never hear us. Yeah, true, true. um, Part two in my heart. No, it's... uh, I know, yeah. You want it to be part two. You you want it to think as if we uh, didn't just waste an hour um, in the morning. But uh, no, I'm I'm doing well. I'm in. Uh, thanks for asking. Not that you did, but uh, I'm in Lake Bled right now, and uh, I'm not on in the lake. But I'm in. I'm guessing it's Bled. I don't know. But I'm next to a lake. Amazing. This is the best spot I can get for uh, my internet connection right now. It looks a bit Game of Thrones esque. Not as old, but just looks like... Haven't seen the, the movie or the TV show. So. <laughs> the movie. So, the movie. How's that Game of Thrones movie? movie? <laughs> they, they probably will. Uh, You'd think that it's uh, it gets enough hype. Yeah. But um, there's been a few references when we've done tours where people have made a Game of Thrones joke and then look at me because I've got glasses. Uh, and obviously that's like I would be into everything. Oh, they just um, think you're a nerd. You must. What about yeah. those Warcraft cards? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm sh- someone. Someone did mention Dungeons and Dragons or something, and made a joke about that on yesterday's tour, um, and then looked at me. I, I saw one of the girls from Game of Thrones, or uh, just in Collingwood near our office, which was crazy. I can't. <clears throat> I can't remember. I don't know her her real name. Uh, but she's one of the main characters and um, I, I was looking at her in this cafe and I was like, it was just a, a normal morning getting a coffee and she was having coffee with somebody and I was just looking at her. She kind of looked at me, smiled. I said to James, my mate, uh, she looks like she's from Game of Thrones, but no chance. Anyway, sure enough, the barista, when she left, she's like, he, she's like you know, that's, that's that chick from Game of Thrones. Holy shit. In Collingwood? Where is she from? What country? Uh, I think she's uh, she's either American or English, but she was here living in Australia filming, uh, filming a movie um, for a couple of months. Okay. So this was like her hood, which, yeah, it's weird. I think the annoying thing about being a celebrity would just be like if you're kind of like not a Tom Cruise-esque, uh, but you, you've just made it. And people are starting to recognise you, but they actually aren't recognising you for being this celebrity. They're just like, oh, "Fuck you!" Yeah, I think I know you. Are you? Did we meet ages ago? It's like it just becomes this yeah. <laughs> recognised for nothing but other than you look familiar. <laughs> well, I'm sure like people who are in like uh, commercials would get all uh, the, you know, get that all the time. It's like, uh, are you the? Uh the mower in that uh, that mowing commercial. Um, uh, I'm sure that that. Uh, my mate Fitzy was the fun. guy jumping in the Toyota ad. That was the silhouette. <laughs> he used to say, "He was the silhouette." He was the silhouette <laughs> jumping in one of the ads for for the cricket or something. He's like, he used to just take the piss and um, introduce him as himself as, "Yeah, you may see me on the silhouette from the jumping ad." <laughs> 
That's actually that that does have a lot of cut through though. Yeah, I'm actually impressed. It's, it's novel, so maybe that's an episode. Yeah. We will get Fitzy the yeah. silhouette of the jumping Toyota from the jumping Toyota ad, which um, if you don't live in Australia, you probably have no idea what we're talking about. But it's just think of a silhouette of a person jumping up. Uh, yeah, that was him. <laughs> well, I think that we should do we should interview him with video and just light him as a silhouette, <laughs> like in a current affair exclusive or something. <laughs> I love it. That, that could be um, that could be a bit of fun. I I, I, um, I saw on uh, Instagram a friend of mine is living in London at the moment, and she um, she posted. Uh, a photo of a care pack from Australia. Um, I was wondering if if you got a care pack from your parents, what do you think would be in it? Oh, what was I, the main things? From my parents, it definitely wouldn't be junk food. Uh, okay. It would be sure. like it'd be like herbal shit. <laughs> Thanks, mum. But she'd be looking out for my health. She'd give me some echinacea. She would have uh, me some some yeah. drops that are made up of a whole bunch of funky stuff. Asian um, was Chinese medicine, and maybe like a um, a, a neti potty. Do you know what that is? A neti potty. No, is that like a brush to cl- like clean up the skid marks? No, no, no. Um, as a young child, you probably probably would have had a bit of fun with with it based on the shape. But it was a, it basically <laughs> looks like it's a nose douche, so it cleans out your sinuses. So it's it looks like, oh, it's hard to explain. Like, it, so uh, the closest thing you've never smoked them, but a bong, a marijuana bong, a yeah. bong that you smoke weed out of. It's like you put the tube where you put the drugs into into your nose and it's full of like warm salty water and you tilt your head to the side and you pour it and it goes in one nostril and out the other it's great for your sinuses cleans them out why would your mum give you a neti potty well if i was living in london she'd be concerned that i'm getting a a cold every second day because it's freezing um, some of the year and you use a neti potty when you um i like saying the word neti potty (laughs) you use the neti potty when you're um when you're sick most times, do you? Yeah, yeah, you can do it when you're not. Uh, but just when you've sort of got a bit of yeah. nasal issues, it's, uh, it helps out. You know who should yeah. use it? Christian Hull, who's been on this show, said he was addicted to um, yeah. sinus spray. Uh, probably yeah. be good for him. I don't know, but maybe that's just another... Is that the um, the drug that you take if you want to get off the nasal spray? <laughs> is you use it? Or is Neti Potty... To me, the Neti Potty sounds almost <laughs> like the uh, the heroin, nah. and he's currently on the Panadol. Like Neti Potty, the yeah, I'll stop saying it, but the um, it sounds like it's a big instrument. If you're describing it as the size of a bong, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I've only really seen you know the ones in the uh, the shops or uh, sort of a, a homemade one that uh, would be just hanging in our primary school when we were kids. You know, oh like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was probably yours. Made out of the, um, the, the, you know, what do you use? Like a Gatorade bottle and a and a yeah, little bit piece of, of hose. Um, tubing. Piece of hose, mate. A piece of hose, that's I've, it. I've stolen but, um, plenty no, of hose in my what time. What do you think? <laughs> There's someone in Brighton right now who doesn't have a working hose to this day <laughs> because Tommy Jacket stole a little bit from no, his bong. No, no, there was, I mean, you either, you've got two types of bong heads. You've got the considerate, and the inconsiderate 
The inconsiderate one will cut the hose <laughs> in the middle of the hose. The considerate one yeah. will cut it, will actually remove the head of the hose and, and take off the, the fixture, cut it, put the fixture oh, back a on. A mod job. And <laughs> put the fixture back on and say, thanks, uh, thanks Uncle Bruce, for the, for the tip of the hose. I guess you can... You can know how many bong heads you have around your neighbourhood by how short your hose is getting. <laughs> by the time, once you realise that you can't get any about you know more than a metre yeah. away from your um, your point, they've probably uh, it's probably peaked. I saw a, a meme recently that was about Bunnings are now selling five inch, five centimetre pieces of hosing. <laughs> yeah, it was a classic. That's, it would uh, it'd fix the problem. But no, what I wanted to about this uh, care pack. Oh, yeah. What are the typical items? What do you when you oh, think mate. about an Australian care pack? Yeah. What, what would you expect? Tim Tams. This is this is basically what will be in it, and I, you don't even need to tell me because I know Tim Tams, yeah. Vegemite, Ugg boots. Far out. Maybe mm-hmm. a copy of yeah. the Castle. So that <laughs> yeah. So, that, so, so they they actually had. Um, the Tim Tams and the uh, the Vegemite, all that sort of thing. Yeah. But the the controversy came when I just had um, consumed the content, enjoyed it, and said, "Oh, that's thought that was nice." And then later last night, Bree said, "Hey, I was just talking to Ev, um, who's a friend who's in London, and and Bree said, do you know what flavour the Tim Tams were?'" Oh, I know. I said, "Well, they'll just be standard.'" Because he fucking care, but like, don't don't stray. Hashtag don't stray. Yeah. Um, her mum had given her white chocolate Tim Tams oh. and coffee Tim Tams. Nah. Is that a care pack or is, or some sort of uh, <laughs> troll? That's assassination. She could die from them. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Oh. Is that the worst combination? Like, you've spent all the money <laughs> to, to send a care pack and... When you when it came to purchasing yeah. the Tim Tams, yeah. you went cheap and just surely that's the only thing I could think of was that they were on sale. Mate, Why else would you get white chocolate and coffee Tim Tams? Careless, careless pack. She's she's done a doozy. Yeah, yeah it's a fucking careless pack. <laughs> it is the ultimate careless pack. Uh, but um, we actually, when I was working at Invato, um, when people like basically Invato is like a marketplace where people buy and sell stuff and there was a, a bunch of people who had sold you know 50,000 plus uh, dollars worth of items 100,000 plus items a million plus 4 million like you know there's some people who had made 10 million dollars mm. selling one uh, WordPress template but anyway we had this whole uh, what was called like the elite program where the people who were doing um the you know those high numbers would get rewarded and they would do a care pack so at invato at any given time there would just be hundreds of packs of tim tams and somehow that converted from being something the elite authors as they're called would get when they reach certain milestones to that was just like our biscuit supply as well so I feel like, like, what sort of business is offering Tim Tams as just like an everyday biscuit? I would be eating. There, was, there would have been a, to- a time where I would have been every day just munching, just snacking mm. on a pack oh, of Tim Tams. Uh, Amy, the company she works for, they were going through like hundred and something dollars a week of Tim Tams, something ridiculous. <laughs> and that's yeah. yeah, if they're on offer, people are going to chow down on them. We went. 
uh, and filmed some stuff in Envato, and I and I was appreciative of their selection. It was um, they had some royal yeah. royals, no, the ones with marshmallows in them. The sort of dot, like yeah, the thing they're royals? called royals. Oh yeah, Royal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like. I mean, that. they're not my favourite, but I'll I'll still eat them. Well, that's that's where I'm bad. Like I've got like a real low barrier to entry. Like um, even you know the the yellow, the green lollies. Like I am. <laughs> the one in the past who would just eat the shit eat, ones eat them all. just like I, I yeah i'm sure that i got into licorice because i saw that there was a market of people not liking licorice <laughs> and so that there was a potential opportunity for me to get more mate i mean you're winning if you like those crappy shortbread biscuits in the variety pack that nobody eats like if that's your thing <laughs> yeah. you've always yeah. got a biscuit yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's genius uh, it's it's not ideal. Uh, it, um, it's my. It's what else is. What is. Uh, what else is happening? Hey, you, it's my birthday. Your, well, TJ, the connection isn't amazing. Yeah, it's, but um, when you keep, wait, did you say it was your birthday? When you keep talking, not, when I'm talking, yeah, it doesn't matter about the connection because you're just talking over me. <laughs> no, no, it, like it's the reason I'm talking is because it's I'm not hearing you. Oh, oh you're not hearing it. But um, I mean, no. Nah, but go on. Yeah. So birthday, couple of days. Uh, you're gonna miss out. Um, did think about getting yeah. you up on Skype in the corner. People can just come say hi, you and Bree, just uh, a few Perfect. meet and greets uh, on the laptop, but it's probably won't happening. But I've been organising food because we're doing like a bit of a sit-down dinner and um, catering and stuff. So I, I've, I've had a bit of a realisation. I've had some I've had some bad experiences with um, doing set menus and birthdays uh, in the past at restaurants. Because this one time, yeah. and I'm scarred from it, I think it was like 20, 22nd birthday, and we went to this pizza joint. And my biggest pee, like my biggest annoyance with set menus is if they actually just let us 25 people order a pizza each, they would have probably made more money when we got some sides and stuff as well and they wouldn't let us order a pizza each and so they did this thing and what annoyed me was everybody was hungry by the end of it so what had happened was they actually Uh. hadn't brought out many pizzas they brought out like uh, you know probably five less than they should have um, for how many people were there and people were ropeable and started getting a bit pissed and a bit rowdy and so I've kind of had a a bit of a um, you know uh, a bit of a scar since then. You're triggered. Yeah, I'm definitely triggered. But I just had this realization, um, and I, I, I'm having. If it's order more pizzas, I had that realization <laughs> probably at the age of five. <laughs> I've been living that mantra. Always order more pizzas. How many do we need? Four? Yeah. Nap? Six. Uh, we can put no, it you in can the always put them in the fridge. Yeah. Not that it ever gets in the fridge, but it's always <laughs> that's my my go to. It's like oh, you know, we'll have some leftovers. Yeah. And Bree's like, do you really, you've left a quarter of a slice. Do we really need to put the whole box in the fridge? I'm like, okay, we'll just eat it now. Uh, So um, I've kind of been organizing this food uh, with the the woman downstairs from our office because we're doing it sort of here and it's going to be, you know, like awesome Mexican food. And so I was kind of like... You're going to have the trough of nachos. Yeah, well, we actually aren't going that now. So we've gone with more of a like a banquet style, you know, two different meats, like, you know, bring your plate up. There's some awesome salads instead of oh, taking. That's it good. Yeah, it would yeah. be amazing. And I and I've just felt and I've had through this whole process. I've felt uncomfortable thinking that I'm going to get ripped off. And yeah, 
and so I, so I, that's my approach to it, which I don't like. It makes me, f- it ruins the experience because I don't want to think about this shit, mm. but I can't help it at the moment. Anyway, she she gave me, she gave me a bit of pushback on something um, when mm-hmm. I could, and and her giving me pushback on how much I was requesting gave me comfort mm-hmm. in that when someone will say no 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 that's not how it is it's almost it, I, I found comfort in that that I was then pushing the boundaries on her side because it's this dance right where mm-hmm. it could be in, yeah. it could be in business where you quote an amount and if they just take it well you don't know how far you could have pushed it um, vice versa yeah, yeah and so I was like fuck alright that's now that I've seen the limit of where where I can push this to, I mean, what were you pushing? What were you pushing on? I want two troughs of nachos. It's no, exactly what I was pushing. Outrageous. Two troughs. <laughs> it was really two additional <laughs> troughs. Um, you got it right. Smack, two additional troughs. Smack bang. Uh, troughs of nachos. Uh, Those nachos are very good, though. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it was a good learning in that when someone gives pushback, you you know their limit. Um, and you and it made me feel comfortable as the person that I thought I was on the receiving end of maybe getting ripped off based around my shit, but then it like gives you mm-hmm. an insight into what's going on in their head. So I, I appreciate that. Now I yeah. can actually relax. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I find it very hard when it comes to pushback. I feel like I um like for instance right now me being out at the lake rather than being at the airbnb because the internet doesn't work last night i spent time with them fixing it fixing their wi-fi and um i told them hey i I need i've got a business call um i'll need to use the internet at this time blah 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 um and it wasn't working and so there was a part of me you know it's early morning here and there was a part of me which was like okay do i go and talk to them and do the whole fuck around or do I just you know not not bother them Mm. and I think that sometimes depending on the mood I can give too much pushback (laughs) or I'll just like go really hard so for instance it's like the the hotel room that we were meant to be getting that we didn't get or whatever at the last place versus this where I think maybe it's because like I'm empathizing with the person more because I was actually like had to go you know at 10 30 at night to their office and try and sort out their router mm. and like say okay like let's disconnect the modem and the router and all that sort of thing did you feel good about the so you, you actually felt good about the pushback you didn't feel like embarrassed that you'd stepped over the mark no nah, no nah. see that's the thing I, it, I had no sense of embarrassment I thought I'll kind of push it a little bit here and the fact that you get a bit of um, resistance was a good thing because then you yeah. know the parameters. How do you think she felt about it? Oh, I mean, if it's, it's the, I think it's, it, it's uh, just, I don't know how she felt, but I think it's the cost of doing business. Um, people, yeah. and it wasn't, it wasn't like outrageous, like we're having 20 more people and you have to now cater for them for the same price. It was like, if you can throw, you know, if you could also do some of these, that would be amazing. And then the pushback came, so it was very, it was very, um, yeah. you know, low fly, low fly. I don't know what that even means. Yeah, I just low, very low, very low, low fly. Low fly. Did I say low talk. fly? It was a low fly. I thought you said low fly, <laughs> or maybe you said low fly. I thought I said low fly. Uh, yeah, I don't think that that works either. 
Um, <laughs> oh, so how many people have you got? How many people have you got going to the party? Uh, Twenty-five. Uh, okay. Do we include? How, how did you? you work out the list? Uh, you don't have to include me. No, no, no we're not including you then. Uh, unless, unless I get some beef. It was kind of last minute, so I uh, had asked a bunch of people that couldn't come because they had family stuff on the next day's Father's Day here in Australia. Actually, anywhere. Yeah, maybe no, not anywhere. Australia, the first Sunday within September. So it's a um, mm. yeah, it was a busy time. But yeah, I think for me, getting older. I literally just want the people that I love being mm-hmm. at, you know, at an event where it's, uh, you know, about celebrating and and just being around that good conversation. I'm looking forward to it. It's um Yeah. What's your tactic? Do you tend to, when it's your party, do you have to, do you feel the d- need to work the room or to sit on different tables and chat to people mm. or... Like, what's your what's the monologue in your head when you go to an event that you're hosting? Yeah, it's crept in that monologue, and then I shut it out and just wing it on the night. I actually, yeah. I, I think it. I, I think I naturally do it, so I don't want to overthink it. But I, I almost do. I actually have. I literally thought exactly what you said, and I was like, oh, mm. I'll say hi to everyone when we're there, and then whatever happens, happens. The thing is, like at a wedding. Yeah. You, it's it's like very much doing the rounds, but I think there were some people that I didn't speak to at my wedding, and I think it's just when you've got a hundred people, and you know you you're having to go around and say hi to people, but um yeah Amy I think Amy didn't speak to her cousin for no other reason than it kind of, she just got lost in the night. Um, <laughs> Did you not do like the um, circle jerk thing at the end, like where everyone goes around the circle at the end or whatever? Is that the thing <laughs> at weddings? Um, I don't know. Yes, that's a Jewish wedding where people get up on chairs and, and uh, dance around the circle. No, not even that. Russian? I'm sure Russian? that like, because I've, I've, no, it's not even that. I've filmed a few weddings. I've been to a few weddings. And at the very end of the the night there's normally like sort of a time where everyone's like lines up or whatever and there's a big goodbye what Mm. was the for people who didn't don't know even though tj and i are basically best mates now i uh uh wasn't invited to his wedding due to uh our relationship at the time that sounds like we were fighting (laughs) or that i was your ex um i was neither of them Nah. But, um, uh, yeah, go on. No, the, I think what you're referring to is like the walkout where everyone sort of gets together, circles around, and then the couple come in and say, we're off to make love for the first time because that's what you don't have sex before marriage. Yay. <laughs> is that what you said? Is that what you yelled out? <laughs> no, no, but it's what <laughs> I think when I go to a really Christian wedding. It's like, that's definitely yeah, what's sure. going on, going through their head. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Did you? Did you have, like, um, I know friends who are really religious where the um, the pressure is just, like, where, when they actually have waited to to wait until they're married to have sex mm. and the pressure of the night is um, crippling. Like, the difference between someone who has already been there, done that, sorted it out versus yeah. this is the night that they have to make a speech but then perform afterwards yeah um oh, it's, yeah it's it's um it's, it's completely different hey yeah i mean it's, that's the that's the classic thinking of it but i'm sure that's yeah i mean that most of the night most people go back and probably just go to sleep it's too tiring 
weddings are exhausting yeah. <laughs> when you have one. You've been working for yeah. it for months and then you're tired on the day. Amy and I just went home and went to, went to bed. She was pregnant and uh, we had a hotel yeah. room. We just snuggled. <laughs> It's lovely. Oh, oh, geez, that's the title of the episode. Um, my, when you just said snuggled, my ears did the the ringing thing that it does when I get uncomfortable. Why? But um, I don't know. Just the way that you said it, I think. Just, you, we just snuggled. Just snuggled. But um, did, I, I was listening to the um, Maybe It's You podcast uh, with uh, Greg and Amira. Uh, Barant, and that they um they have a book called um how to how to how to have a marriage that's not sucking or something like that. Anyway, they were talking to a couple. They were talking about how when people get engaged, or um basically how they had this one couple on that was just as soon as they got engaged they would fight heaps mm. more, and they ended up doing two engagements. They ended up like realizing it's like we need to take a break from each other mm-hmm. and then re-engaged did you what was the things that you noticed when you went from boyfriend and girlfriend to being engaged did anything change uh oh, it's definitely a thought that just goes out of both your minds so it's it's not thinking like i i like it now because what's the next progression of uh our marriage there's only uh, going backwards, divorce. There's only anal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. When in Slovenia, Slovakia. Jeez. Wait, Slovenia? It's Slovenia. Yeah, the, the, do as the Europeans do. I don't, am I even in Europe right now? No. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah, nothing the, changed. I think it's just, for me, and I know for Amy, it was like, it's just a thought that goes from your mind. You, you're together. It's um, it's the, the commitment is official get a ring on it but what about so you didn't feel any extra pressure because what these couples were talking about were the fact that when it was all done all of a sudden there was a, a higher pressure to have bigger conversations or to work things out and this was specifically on a couple who had you know hadn't uh, known each other for that long before they got engaged yeah. and then they got engaged and then they're asking those really big life questions. Do you feel like you had all those pre-engagement? Yeah, yeah. We moved pretty fast, talked about a lot of stuff early on mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I don't know. I think it would feel, maybe this is wrong, but it might feel huge if it maybe isn't the right time maybe it's not in alignment like if you're overthinking something that you know there is there's a two there's multiple um ways of it actually playing out but if if the reality Mm. is that you can find somebody where it kind of just works and you don't overthink it and you're loving them that is that is a possibility for humans doesn't mean it's but do you think I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's the reality like I definitely um, like I feel like Bree and I are a married couple the reason that we haven't necessarily gotten married is just because it's like it's a little bit more logistical in the sense of like do we want to be like actually working out what we want that wedding or engagement and all that sort of thing to be Mm. but um, like yeah I don't I don't necessarily think that uh, relationships are about being easy. 
I don't think that like if if something's hard within a relationship, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a really reason to say oh, this isn't this isn't the right relationship. I think that yeah, it's not. It's the it's the ability to reconcile those issues because, like, um, even from what they were talking about in that podcast is it's like at the beginning it's like super easy for the first five six seven months you're willing just to you have no needs you're just happy to go do you know whatever and then as you go along all those sort of things change Mm. and I think that even being on this trip and seeing every couple you know every second couple that we pass are having some sort of argument about their um, <laughs> travels and what they're going to do and it's the same conversations around like, well, I thought you wanted to eat that. If you wanted to eat something different, why didn't you just say? Yeah. You know, it's... Um, yeah, that's that's a part of a relationship, don't you think? A hundred percent. And I'm not saying that none of that exists for me. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. Lots of hard times. But what I mean is when... If you're questioning some of the the basics of... The basic fundamentals of a relationship... You know, like, uh, it's probably more about maybe it's not right in the moment internally for you. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, the the reality is we're so different, everybody, and each relationship is different. Yeah. But I just know from my experience of having multiple relationships where I just knew deep down that that one wasn't, if you, if you want to use the term, the one, or it just... I just knew it. Yeah. It was restless or something. It just, I knew the future, which I've never felt like that with Amy. So it's, um, mm-hmm. it's for me the sign that all the other stuff will be, will be able to tackle if I've got that. If I've got no doubt in my mind that yeah. she is the person that I want to be with, then the other stuff we can deal, I can deal with. Mm. Well, that's. I think that that's the the thing, right? Like, there's the the fundamental things where it's like, okay, if you can't, if you can't imagine this or that, if you can't imagine sort of, you know, developing together and growing together and being together, then that's obviously a fundamental thing of being a long term relationship. Mm. But um, yeah, I think that maybe you know we we spoke yesterday um, about you know what we communicate on instagram and all that sort of thing and i think that maybe um you know part of the issues you know that we're we're seeing within society and mental health is because we're striving for some sort of perfection that doesn't exist and we romanticize these things we romanticize whether it be career relationships Mm. and um I think that that can be really isolating for people when they're bombarded with um, this sort of message that um, you know you shouldn't feel this way, or you know if you know if it's the one you'll know. All of those things I think are romantic notions that aren't necessarily practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I think being sure though is. A- so for instance you could be with somebody and not really be sure that you should get married and then they ask you to marry them and you say yes it's kind of out of alignment with how you're truly feeling at the time and so you fall down that Mm. rabbit hole which I'm sure a lot of people have and then you know they get pregnant or whatever it be I think if you um, it's like it's being honest with yourself on stuff 
and being able to know when the thing you think is honesty is just these blockages like the pizzas at the restaurant for me <laughs> but it's like <laughs> yeah. i think yeah that's when you if you can really work out um the honesty and the dark spots it's i think yeah you're on the best trajectory to actually have a successful relationship because yeah it changes mm. all the time yeah and 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 because i think that some some of the stuff can be destructive right where it's like if it's um uh, my mate Nasan, who's gone through a divorce, was always would always talk to me about how he was he felt that in this day and age people didn't give it a red hot crack. Mm. So when say relationships got tough, the default would be okay. Well, like this isn't working, and we just need to like move on type of thing. Mm. Versus realizing when it's like like imagine if within your career, like if, if we take sort of the romanticism out of it or whatever and just said, okay, just imagine it was a job and every single time you had a conversation with your boss, you know, that you didn't like or the company was doing something that you weren't necessarily sure on. Like if every single time you just said, you know what, like this isn't for me mm. Um, and maybe that's what's um, happening at the moment. Maybe that's why people are only spending, you know, 12 months at a job and hopping from job to job because they can't see actually the the bigger picture. Mm. There's benefit in holding in, uh, um, yeah. you know, for a certain period of time, but it changes it across well, the, the podcast. Board. You know, like do we like if we look at the podcast as we you know like to talk about most episodes? The do we um you know it hasn't been that easy, but um you know uh, Russ Keys uh, sent a really nice email, and he was talking about um uh, he was worried that um, I think he said like the alarm bells are on about the um uh, me my mood being sort of. Uh, affected by how our episodes go mm-hmm. and i th- and he said maybe you know you should cut down or something like that and i was thinking about it it's like the thing is that if if we were to use the running analogy sometimes you have good runs sometimes you have bad runs it affects the rest of your day how that run is but if you sometimes have bad runs does that mean that you should stop running mm-hmm. my feeling is that it's like you take the good from the bad and you realize that the good that you get from something, like say doing this podcast, outweighs the moments, you know, of sort of a negativity that you might feel. Yeah, yeah. And, and all I'll say to Russ is you're not getting the tech, text messages that I do from Josh. So um, <laughs> you're just hearing hearing the other side of it. No, no, no. We're all good. I, uh, I did read that email and thought, oh, I wonder what you'll say to that. Because he was concerned about you, he doesn't give a shit about me. I love, yeah. I love you, Russ. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> no, but I think, yeah, but I, I think that maybe um, this is probably part of the you know we talk about vulnerability and stuff like that. Maybe the um, the unwillingness to talk about it mm. is because I think it triggers a bunch of things with other people where it's like, you know, um, it's probably like. Uh, you know, say within mental, you know, the stigma with mental health, if you're at a workplace and then say, hey, I'm feeling this way, uh, the business might have the obligation to say, okay, well, you're going to have to get off the tools, you're going to have to do this and that. And maybe that 
isn't actually the best thing for your uh, mental health. Yeah. And so, you know, having, you know, talking about this stuff, it's like actually, I, I feel that about heaps of things. Like, I think that's just like the light and shade. It's not the, um, I definitely don't see it as the end of the world, but I think I definitely, um, there's a, an awareness, I think. Um, that I'm trying to have with things that I think that a lot of people just don't necessarily connect the dots, which is like, why am I feeling like, what are the patterns that I'm feeling? How, like, how do I feel right now? Why do I feel like this? What Mm. happened? What was the first thing I did in the morning that may have affected how I'm feeling right now? Mm. Yeah. Rather than just cracking a can of monster and powering through and then cutting a piece of hose later in the day. Um, (laughs) it's, uh, I've said to you before that the, the reality of doing a podcast is five days a week is it's super hard and sometimes really annoying but definitely um i think about if i didn't do it i go too cerebral i think too much it's almost like i need to get Mm. my word count (laughs) out across the day to then feel better inside my head like i have because i know like we talked about creative blocks yesterday and that's what happens right if i'm not you said it if you're not like the solution to a creative block is to actually just do the thing because then you yeah. then you're back to what you said you couldn't be doing and so yeah same with that yeah it's i mean it's a paradox it's the um it's the thing that's you know creating pain is also going to create the happiness and i actually think that within relationships too mm. and so yeah, and I think that when, like, you know, Bree and I have been together for nearly 11 years and, like, that's, like, you know, the, the pain has what is what, you know, the darkness has brought the the lightness and the, uh, you know, having contrast and having sort of, uh, you, know, you know, waves of, you know, different things. I think that that's what actually um, develops us yeah. rather than, I think that maybe you know mainstream uh, whether it's sort of mainstream um, communication or culture or whatever you want to call it but there is this sense within social media that um, you know and just how we even speak as a protective mechanism which which is like unfortunately society has made it so that it's it's actually in your best interest to just say I feel this way, mm. you know, all the po- all the positive stuff, and to not give any glimpse of negativity because as soon as you give a glimpse of negativity, people think a glimpse means that they're going to unravel all of this other stuff, mm. rather than the reality being, um, <laughs> you know, you're just being real and you're just being honest. Yeah. And um, well, I think I think that that's definitely something that I'm I'm always concerned about is. Um, I I think that I'm really honest and I want to be able to um you know and you um yeah and and I think that the, the because the fact that the the positivity comes from the negativity and all that sort of thing that only talking about the positivity is being a bit disingenuous. Mm. Yeah, talking about the struggles. I think you would probably enjoy uh getting married then because there is it's it's a whole new experience for your brain and the, your thinking and what you have to yeah. go through it would be probably super uncomfortable for you in terms of 
having a party, mm. <laughs> having to work out. Well, I think that that's a thing, right? <laughs> like the 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 marriage, the the marriage, weddings, all that sort of stuff. For me, um, if it was just bringing, you know, Bree's my best friend, and so mate, what it's the like, fuck? you know, I feel. I, sorry, mate. And I feel I'm having a nacho trough with her today. But um, I feel most comfortable with Brie. I can mm. be myself the most with Brie. And so if if it was just a, a wedding with Brie and I, it would be a piece of piss. The, actual, the thing that makes weddings hard is working out whether people are getting fucking chicken or beef and... <laughs> like where the fuck do you sit this person and yeah. if i invite that like i don't i um i just think that there's a a trapping there which is like actually Bree's not really you know i think that it also depends on the type of families that you have and things like that mm. and i think it's maybe um you know it's you know weddings i think um you know that for some people are uh, these experiences where it's like okay they've got these huge families and you know we want to bring them all together and all that sort of thing but like I don't, we don't necessarily like our, the way that we've been brought up you know whilst we love our families it's a different it's not some fairy tale family thing where it's like oh you know mm. just chatting to our siblings all the time and going on fishing trips and shit like that and so I think that um that weddings lend themselves to that, you know, and when yeah, you well, don't necessarily have that, um, you know, if you, if the family dynamic might be a bit different, then you know, a wedding isn't necessarily as easy. Yeah, well, pushing back on what is normal is becoming popular for people. They say, "Oh, well, everyone does a wedding; we don't want to do one." But then, if you have the awareness yeah. of, um, you know. Th- of your your mindset is I realize that this is what everyone does but if I do it and my thinking is around I want to experience this thing that everyone else does and then I can take from that whatever I think and the experience is whatever it was but I mean from doing a wedding Josh it's a, a lot of work and pretty painful so probably recommend not to <laughs> I've been there mate Let's uh, just get a trough with yeah. Brie today and forget about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like I think that um, you know, for a lot of people, it makes sense, and um, it's the you know, like I even I feel the pressure with um, like people like my mum at the moment, where it's like she's getting the pressure from all her friends, which is like, oh, geez, I've gone on a big trip. They must be, you know, getting engaged, and. Um, <laughs> the the thing with that is the rebel in me is just like like I'm not doing this for anyone else but for for Bree and I and so and all for content the thing is yeah exactly and for <laughs> and my YouTube channel but the, um, the, the yeah but I, I just have so much pushback to all of that because I'm like you know what like the thing is that uh, the cost of the wedding the the realities around who's going to be coming to all of that stuff that's gonna that's gonna lie on us yeah no one else is you know footing the bill for the wedding no one else is gonna work out who's gonna get invited and so um i just think that yeah it's very easy when you are going to be the guest of a wedding to say hey mate if i can just sort it out just have have the wedding versus the um yeah and so like i think that that's part of it where it's like i've um 
my pushback is in the um the expectations around what it will be and i think that probably like if you know when Bray and i get married it's not going to be like a normal wedding and we'll do it our way and it might not even um involve people like i don't know yeah well i think the title of this episode is we've gone full thinker girls <laughs> it's got yeah i'm which one are you um well stacy is shorter so who's shorter out of you and i uh, uh i think it depends with the hair i think that uh, we're very similar fact. i feel like i'm uh, yeah look let's not play that game i think we're <laughs> about equal height so yeah. um but i think that um i'll be stacy uh, and you can be christy i think um potentially i um stacy just had a uh, wedding in New York yeah which um, uh, now that she's done that that rules out uh, Bree and I doing it obviously because I need to um, <laughs> well we're going to hashtag be a rebel we're going to New York uh, very soon so I don't know yeah maybe we can recreate we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens y- yeah maybe the we could do it, the daily talk show yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. Uh, it's a daily talk show everyone I'm uh, I'm off to go back to my Airbnb and um Uh, get this episode up and uh, TJ I'll see you tomorrow see you guys guys.